This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Again, first of all, another reason to celebrate today with the news that Jordan Henderson has been named the Football Writers Association's Footballer of the Year. Just give us your reaction to that and tell us what it is that makes him such an influential figure at the football club. His resilience made him the, the player he is now. Huh? So it's um, the question is always for footballers, what, what makes you the player you are? Is it, uh, is it a talent or is it attitude? And the answer is probably it's a mix. And um, Hendo is the perfect is the perfect answer for that. So he's really skilled. He was always a really skilled boy. I saw videos of him when he was really young. I think Oxley um, found them somewhere and we we, we <laughs> and shared them all with all of us. And um, so he was already there, an exceptional player. But then on the highest level, you have to be ready to fight every day, and that's what he did. And with all the the things people said about him in the past, I, before I came in, I don't know what it what it was exactly, um, but. He he made his he made his way and it's um, absolutely deserved. Yes, there are other players who played an exceptional season, one hundred percent. But if you want to have um, uh, uh, again uh, a, a guy who who really uh, fought his way through um, to the point where he is now and and became um, yeah just absolutely deserved um, one of the best players in the league. And this year everybody. Everybody acknowledges that, and I'm really happy about that, and it's so well-deserved, and I'm really happy for him and, and really proud of him because he's an exceptional person, to be honest. Can I also ask you about Dejan Lovren as well? What is happening as regards his future? Are you expecting him to now join Zenit? And if or when he does go, does that mean that you have to bring in a replacement? So as long as nothing is... Um, uh, decided we don't speak about these kind of things and um, so this is likely this this time as well and if you don't speak about uh, the potential departure of a player then we cannot speak about replacement <laughs> potential replacement so um, that's the situation uh, if there's something to say then probably we will you can read it or, or we will say something about it, but not in the moment nothing really and finally for me then one thing that we're asking all managers today how would you sum up VAR's first season? Wow. Okay, that's. I didn't think about it. Well, I'm slightly surprised by the question. Um, uh, when I heard about it that, it, that it will come up, and then I heard that England is waiting another year because in Germany, for example, they have it now already two years. And uh, with all the problems which were there in the, in the first in the first year, I thought it was a smart decision to wait and have a look um, how it will work. So, but I'm not overly happy with it, how it works now, and not because some con some decision goes against you or whatever. That's not. It's not about that. It's um, just the process. I think doesn't work. I, I don't like the phrase. Um, it was not a clear and obvious mistake. To be honest, because it's not about that. That sounds for me like um, we will prove that a ref was wrong. That's not what should happen. What we want to have is that somebody in a completely relaxed situation sits there, have a look, and then they say, "Okay, you are not wrong, but I saw it better, and that's why uh, we have to make a different decision." So that's how I think how it would work. But uh, it's always like I, I still not understand when when the VR will intervene and when he will not intervene because now that's not a situation for the VR because it's not clear and obvious, and all this kind of stuff, which was a penalty situation. Saha, um, for example, the Saha situation. Christopher, I think it was against Man United. When you think, okay, 
that's a penalty, obviously. Uh, when, you see, when you see the second time, I say, no, it's not a penalty because it's not a, a situation for the VR because there is some touch of the ball and stuff like that. That doesn't make sense, too much sense. Um, so, yeah, there's still some space for improvement, I would say. And, um, yeah, that's it. It's, it should not be like that. Nobody wants to um, take it out of the hands of the reps on the pitch. But if they would start understanding themselves as a, as a proper team, um, like the fourth official and the, the VAR plus the three guys on the pitch on the sidelines and that they really work together on the right decision then I think it's 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 it would make the the, the, the process uh, much easier by the moment it looks like if the VAR takes the decision then it's like he overrules the ref on the pitch but the ref on the pitch has, has a lot to do and um, there's a lot of going a lot going around on him and other other situations on the pitch which he has to be aware of and stuff like this so it's it's a, it's a really difficult job I, I i respect that a lot but when you have somebody in the studio he should make the situation better and i don't think um they did that all always so that's my opinion i Hi again. Um, just with regards to, to Jordan Henderson, I know you've touched upon a great player, fantastic human being as well. Probably asks himself more questions than maybe you need to. Is is that fair to say? He's very yeah, very self-critical. It's very, very ambitious on the other side, so which is a, a fight for all of us, probably always. And you're not happy about yourself, stuff like this. So he's, but what he really is, and what he, what makes. So but since the first day, I mean, he was injured when I came in, um, and I think then we went to an away game, and I don't know which was the first away game, and um, Hendo asked me if he can join the team, uh, come with us, and even when he's injured, I thought, well, of course can come and um, then it was but this shows just two things in that moment i think the, the process of um getting used to the fact that he's a captain and rightly so the captain of this team was not finalized in that moment it means um that he was not exactly did not exactly what he what he thinks is right he thought in this moment he still did things what he thought other people would expect him to do and um i think over the years it really he really um found the perfect way to deal with all the situations um, um, which are important or which which happen to you when you are captain of, of such a big club and such a big team and he did he grew in that role in, a, in, a, in an exceptional way I, I cannot imagine another player who would would have done it like this and that makes him the the, the wonderful um, person he is today and so it's so important so he helped me from the first day and I tried to help him, obviously, as well, a little bit. And um, so that worked out really well. And um, it's a special achievement. Eh? It's a special achievement that the football writers, so I'm not always happy with what you write, but um, obviously um, you have a similar view on the things, at least in few departments. And um, would have been my choice as well this year. How is that? Even our team, we have exceptional performances over the whole year. But the, 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 the package with leadership, um, um, attitude and consistency was really special of Handel this year and um, so I'm really happy for him. I think everybody is. Um, just I think there's a six, seven week gap between after Sunday and, and potentially the, the penciled in start of the new season, not a massive time as well. Will you give yourself the opportunity to maybe just switch off a little bit for a week or so, a couple of weeks? 
as much as it as it is possible yes not sure if it if it's really possible for me to to switch off a lot of things going around and it's a the next challenge if you want is waiting it's it's like the, the season is over but the the, the 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 general situation is still is still there um the, the, we all are pretty aware of all of the things um uh, which um how influential covid still is and um so not the final there's not a real solution for that now and um so we have to be we have to probably still be or have to stay flexible with our plans pretty much um and um so far, all the football clubs did really well. Um, I really think a few months ago we were all worried: can we play again? Then a few weeks ago we thought: will the sea? It was always clear from a specific moment we'll start again, but it was not clear that that we can finish it as well. But all the players were really disciplined. Not one positive COVID case, uh, I, th I think, after the season started, uh, which is a good sign. So um, yes, we will we will switch off for a few days. But um, the plans for the new season are obviously already there. And then the, an uh, unbelievable intense season is waiting um, for all of us eh? because it's well, four weeks less than usually because next year tournament, the Euros, um, uh, is, is, is limiting our time, let me say like this. And that means we have to put in all the games uh, in, in, a, in a season which is four weeks um, shorter than the season before, which was already pretty intense. So interesting challenges are waiting. So I think it makes sense that we all switch off for a few days. But then mid-August, we start again with the preseason and then um, all the circus starts again. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Um, Jürgen, just you mentioned the word circus there. I mean, it was it was phenomenal on Wednesday night and the lights and everything that went with it. And I know that everyone was talking to you, but just going back to that night, because I think you said to me, if I can remember, that it was the first time you'd seen all your family or, or a lot of your family for four months. And 96 points achieved that night after beating Chelsea. Then there's the 96 with, with Hillsborough. And sometimes, not just think in a reflective point of view, that sometimes things are, are meant to come together in a perfect way in, in this very imperfect world that we're living in right now. I don't believe... Too much in coincidences in life, to be honest. When I, I I didn't realize directly after the game, I think so. I, I tried to watch the, yesterday a uh, couple of interviews of the boys, how they felt, because we said that before after the Champions League final was the same. You have only your own view, and so I tried to 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 yeah catch up everything what I can. And um, I think it was Trent, if I'm right, who who saw the who saw the 96 points, and so it was uh, in that moment I really felt felt it so so massively that it's um that things came together in this moment and um I, I said it after the game that we did it for our supporters but we did it and 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 it cannot be a coincidence that we have 96 points on the night when we get the trophy so um it was really nice and hope i hope all the families um felt it exactly the same way and uh, made it really special one more uh, one more time in that moment so um, absolutely absolutely great for me it was a, a, a great night um, because the families were there and that that made it made it really really special and uh, they couldn't watch the game in the stadium but they were all waiting um, in, in different places and, and waiting for for the moment when they can get out and then sitting there and seeing um, their loved ones down there in, in, a, in a very special moment for all of us but made it absolutely um, extraordinary and um, I'm really happy 
that we could have it like this and how I said everybody who was involved in that who made it happen um, and organized all the things around um, I couldn't thank more okay next is Ian Kennedy after that Carl Markham if there's any more for the open uh, give us a shout please uh, but uh, Ian Kennedy next and then Carl hi Jürgen um, Jürgen four trophies in the last 14 months I think it is and they say success breeds success do you get a sense from from the players that having got that first one and now built on that there's still that you know desire and determination to because they've got that winning feeling and know what it's like to receive trophies that they want more and more now going forward yeah that doesn't make it easier to be honest but it it gives you at least um the proof that it's um it's possible so i'm i'm how we all know um I'm specialist in becoming second, um, so that's um, that that needs some some mental strength to 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 try it again and try it again and try it again. And if you then yeah, open kind of the box of the Pandora, then it's um, that 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 helps massively. And I could see that I could see that the the, the, the that we won the Champions League last year made all the other things happen. 100% plus the season you played before so like 97 points and then winning the Champions League is really a special year and I know that maybe people will struggle with that or people told me uh, that the reaction of the boys were exceptional I think that yes the reaction was really good but I think there was like it, the reaction was like it should be as well when you are that close then you just have to invest more and then you can get over the line and that's exactly what happened um, and so yeah the, we will stay greedy we have to and we will and um but if that then leads automatically to more trophies i don't know because other teams have other reasons uh, to make the next step and how we saw again on uh, on wednesday night um the distance between us and chelsea is not 30 odd points uh, that night it was two goals and uh, and a tricky moment um, when pulisic missed the target um and stuff like this so that's how football is but um we will not change our attitude. We try to improve. We try to improve the attitude. We try to improve everything. So is that is it possible to do it for a longer period? Yes. I would say there's no reason. There's absolutely no reason for it. If you really make a make a cut, so when we when we, the season is finished on Sunday, enjoy it, be happy, 100%. And then mid-August we start training again. And from that moment on, we will we will we will try it again with all we have, and nothing will hold us back. And um, it's just a nice a nice. Um, a nice, a really nice story, which the boys wrote over the years, um, but it's not finished yet. And uh, we decide when it is finished. And um, so, yeah, I want to, I want to see us just fighting for the, for, for, for the next, for the next, whatever trophy is out there and fighting on, on the pitch, really um, enjoying the hard work and all that stuff. And as long as we do that, uh, we have a good chance. And um, because the first thing you have to do, like always, you have to be a team nobody wants to play against. And I think we are a little bit like this, but we can be even more uncomfortable. And that's what we have to try. And Jürgen, um, it has been an amazing season. We've reached the last game of it now. Um, is, and this might be a difficult question, but is there one special moment from the season, maybe a goal or a certain game that's, that stands out for you that, will, that you'll, you'll take forever? too many moments to mention one but when i look back i had i had two games there maybe i'm not sure if they're that famous because um it was not against united it was not against city it was not against chelsea not against arsenal whatever my two favorite games of the season is the leicester away game and the sheffield united home game 
to be honest, because they were just absolutely exceptional. Leicester for different reasons, because coming back from Qatar and 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 then and nobody knew, knew exactly how it feel, and then playing this game, I didn't expect that that night, and was completely um, over the moon about the performance. Was absolutely um, outstanding, and then the. <laughs> The Sheffield United home game because I respect a lot what Chris Wilder is doing at Sheffield, yeah? um, and they're so uncomfortable to play, really uncomfortable to play. And then I'm not sure, but I, I saw not all games of, of Sheffield United, obviously. But I think if you would ask Chris Wilder, he would say that was the night when he thought, obviously, there's quite a gap. So and they, they made life uncomfortable us there. A lot of teams because the way they play, the way they are set up, is really not easy to find a way. And that night we were. Near, near to perfection, and then uh, I, I, I liked that game really a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Carl Markham. And that's going to be the last one in the open. And uh, so we'll go to the environment section, unless people indicate otherwise. Carl Markham. Hi, Jürgen. Um, there's been quite a bit made of Frank Lampard's use of the word arrogant in his little touchline round on Wednesday. I'm just wondering, do you think that winners are automatically perceived as? As arrogant because of, of, of that success. Look, you cannot you cannot hit me with something like that on my bench not with something because we are not arrogant. So if Frank was obviously in a really competitive mood. I respect that a lot, and um, I know you can pretty much, from my point of view, say in a situation like this what you want. For me, it's after the game. It's completely over. I said a lot in the past, and and because it's pure emotion we are really involved he came here to win the game or to get a point to make clear to make champions league qualification champions league qualification qualification um, happen finally and so I, and I respect that a lot but what he has to learn is to to finish it with the last whistle with the final whistle and he didn't do that speaking afterwards about it like this and stuff like this that's not okay that Frank has to learn he has a lot of time to learn he's a young coach but that he has what he has to learn because we are set but during the game, the words he used, no problem at all. But final whistle, and as a real sports player, because all the things he said, but we, we, you cannot, how I said, we are not arrogant. We are pretty much the opposite of, but in a moment like this, how it is in all arguments, if you say something, you want to hurt the other, the other person. That's how it is in arguments. Eh? So, um, but no problem with that. But final whistle finish the book or close the book in this moment. And he didn't do that. And that is what I don't like, honestly. Was there, was there a moment in your career when you By said the, way, the only reason why I speak now about it, otherwise, for my point, would be no, absolutely no word about it. But because he spoke afterwards, I think it makes sense to explain what I mean. Well, just sorry to, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but um, was there a moment in your early in your career when you 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 had that moment where you realised you had to leave it at the final whistle and not say anything afterwards? I don't remember it, but probably yes. I I, I really I really don't know it anymore. But I but how I said um, I uh, respect all all the other coaches. And I, I, I mean, you have a little look at yourself and you know how outraged you can be in different situations because we all have our subjective view personal view on the situation foul no foul handball no handball stuff like this and it can you feel um that it's not fair or whatever and you, you, you cannot then wait until after the game and say oh my god it was not that nice today or whatever that happens that but probably i had it I, but i don't remember it um but um during the game for sure after the game i don't remember 
You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.